0: What's up everyone and welcome back to daily fantasy sports picks and bets it's the mix powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube presented by jock market the daily fantasy app where we actually make money yeah download that bad boy for free use the promo code mmn they're gonna match the first hundred bucks for free if it's free it's for me we don't just talk it we do it and the players we highlighted for the Sunday sleep did really well Rashad Penny if you didn't notice was one of our top value plays and he floated my entire portfolio I was a little busy yesterday getting wined and dined at the Giants game tip to IBM and ESPN put me up in the luxury box to hear about the Watson fantasy program and man it was awesome I even hung out with two-time Super Bowl champ Ahmad Bradshaw for a few minutes yes I do have the pictures up on Twitter to prove it it's your host the big dude with the big mouth from the big apple big Johnny Stud. follow me up on Twitter at John Legaza L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A but not after you rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod, and I'm going to ask you to stick your cartoon fingers up inside me in a few minutes after I earn it. That's those YouTube likes that matter more than they should. We have a ton of work to do and not a lot of time to do it, which is exactly like our comfort zone, right? Living in the red line. If you're unfamiliar, all the new listeners, welcome aboard. Hope you're all digging the show. The weekday show is doing very well. We're doing... Blue chip players, right? So that's our top projected players at every position per run the Sims, get with that company. They are doing awesome work. And then our penny stocks, we're right not just the cheapest players, but we're doing a cost analysis using those same projections with cost, you know, the pricing in DraftKings to... Give us a better lens of value. And that really translates into jock market with ownership and stuff like that. Jock market, well, we really love it because you have to be super sharp. There's a couple of of projected IPOs that are just wild today. All right, man, enough of that. We need more of this. Let's get into the blue chips. It's the fastest show in NFL absolutely anywhere, and you know it. Rams and 49ers up on the board for the audio-only listeners. Again, the top projected players on each Team just by raw score. On the Rams side, it's Cup, Stafford, Higby, Akers, Robinson. But again, if you're following the show, we know it's about the nuance and the context. (laughs) Generally, I would tell you, right, don't, we don't, we don't overreact to decimal points here. We don't even really want to react to single points here. But what we do want to look at as always are these tier separations, percentile separations. Cooper Cup is projected for 25.5 points. Stafford, 18. Higby down at 11.5. It's just absurd, absurd separation between Cup and the pack. <laughs> these are median projections. He's coming off a poor game. So I guess Cup's probably slated for over 100 today, right? He kind of does that in his sleep. Higby. Akers and Robinson, all very similar. Between 8.5 and 11.5, and right? You have to give Higby the nod as much as I do like Robinson coming into the season. And I think he will pop for us eventually. Higby kind of stepped into that two-roll. The idea being, these are all very, very similar. And I think when you're drawing up a showdown lineup, or then more granular, getting into a jock market portfolio, it's important to... Take how we view these players, right, with these projections, with our own narrative, which I think is really, really important, something I've really been trying to push when we're doing showdown slates, right? That, I don't know what's going to happen, but what I think is important is when you do your analysis and you come up with that narrative, that you then follow through on it. Mistakes that I've made as a younger man, more of a novice was, all right, I think the Rams run away with this. And I think they actually bought the 49ers, right? People are going to be on a good 49ers defense, which is good. But it's variant. It's football. Anything can happen. So once you drop the story, follow through. Idea being, I made this mistake in fantasy. I have a good analogy. I actually, and I have the receipts on the Athletic Twitter and otherwise that Jalen Hurts was my MVP for the season. And I loved A.J. Brown Are you really going to have a fantasy MVP quarterback that doesn't bring two pass catchers along? He runs, so it should be two. If he doesn't run, it probably should be three. The idea being be consistent in there and you could see how the Rams could run away with this and, and maybe not even have the running back do much they're not really running a lot though Acres has been gotten getting worked into it more as of late over to the 49ers side it's Debo at 20 I'm kind of holding my nose Garoppolo at 17 I'm kind of holding my nose Wilson at 16 Kittle at 12 Ayuk at 11 I really really struggle to get behind this 49er offense I don't really know how they get to these point totals this just isn't you know what we've seen from them—they're just not prolific on offense at, at all. Garoppolo threw for 154 against Seattle and then 211 against Denver. The Seattle defense is not any good. So we pop over to my, you know, matchup all this advanced stats and stuff that I have here. And right, I think the blue chip time is a good time to kind of look at the overview before we draw up the narratives and then dive into the values. I'm not sure what people are expecting here. The total is down low at 42. Because of the 49ers, the defense is really good. The offense is not. We know the Rams are a walking 24, 26-point team. So that's where you kind of have to come up with it. Rams offense on the year, it just hasn't looked great. They're not running a lot of plays. Only 58 plays a game for 306 yards per game. But they, again, have been better of late. A lot of those totals being sucked down by the poor rushing game. Only 21 attempts for 72 yards. Less than 4 running back yards per attempt. That is not any good those things are going to draw down the total offensive numbers. We've seen more and more teams kind of fully relying on the pass game, and I think that's what we might end up seeing. throwing a lot, 25 completions a game, 34 attempts. That's in the middle, but they do complete a lot. He's efficient from that standpoint. Not a great yards, poor completion. That number's under 10, not what we expected from Stafford. Again, I think we will see progression. I, one of the people that stepped on the rake for Allen Robinson, not trying to be an apologist for him. But you can't always plug and play these players. The Rams offense has always supported a second wide receiver. And I'm kind of sticking to that narrative right from a macro standpoint. Look at the 49ers' D that everyone loves with good reason, allowing only 23 points a game, less than 400 yards, only 6 I'm sorry, back back it up. To the drive stats, I think, are a little more important. I have all the flashing red here. Let me start with the best ones. 23 yards allowed per drive. San Francisco 49ers holding opponents to only 2 minute and 30 second drives and a 60% drive success rate. Those were the numbers I wanted to get to. They also have a splash play, which really, now, defensive stats, we have trouble kind of quantifying these things. My favorite right now are splash plays, and it's probably exactly what it sounds like. I might even be an acronym, but I kind of lost control, but it's like, you know, sacks and rushes and pressures and fumbles, but even uh, third and short stops or fourth and short, you know, stops on those downs or big pass breakups, big defensive plays, go into this bin and then you can rate them poor per snap. 49ers excellent there. 2.3 snaps per splash play, right? So they're making a big defensive play every 2.3 snaps That's second in the league, to give you some perspective, the Rams down to 24th. Rams defense has not been nearly as good as that 49ers pasty. Gosh, only allowing 150 pass yards a game, only 17 completions. But I think they've gone up against some trash teams, right? And that's something that you always got to look out for, right? It was Fields, Geno Smith, and Russell Wilson. Uh, Really, that's the bottom of the parallel right now. Geno is cooking out in Seattle, although everyone is cooking against the Lions, right? Everyone f- feeds it on Lion meat when you go play in Detroit. Again, let's just wrap this one up. Rams D, I think, has the upper hand on the 49ers offense, which I don't think is very good, especially if they fall behind. I don't think they have what it takes to catch up. So there's my narrative, as I think, because of that, we'll see the Rams try and step on the gas, try and get out ahead, because they don't trust the run game. They really do like the pass game, and they know if you start getting into a war with the front seven, that's when you get in trouble against the 49ers. They want you to play that game. They want you to get up in the slop. The Rams are going to have to spread it out. They're going to have to be creative. With these pass packages, McVay to kind of do that. It's going to be interesting to see, right? That's the thing to look for. Rams D really just middle of the pack across the board, better against the run than the pass, but 49ers really run the ball more than they pass. So I think Rams D has the edge greater than sign on 49ers offense. So I'm going to be getting away from the 49ers offense. I don't... I don't know, I always think Debo's projections are inflated, yeah, he gets carries, but they're not as valuable as targets, Jimmy G's not prolific whatsoever, I have trouble again getting behind it, we can take a look at some usage stats, also, I mean, listen, these guys are playing, you know, Debo, 79% of the snaps, IU, 91% of the snaps, they're taking up 26 and 24% of the team targets, respectively, Targets per route run at 25 and 22, respectively. But that's really where it ends. After that, Jennings, Wilson, Kittle, we just haven't seen these guys at all. Are we going to get Kittle? What version are we going to get today? And with the move to Jimmy G and trying to protect him, it frustrates everybody, right? Kittle went 4 for 28 in the last game. He's an excellent blocker. It's funny, right? Kittle is like the best tight end by far because of what he offers in The pass game, but not from a pass-catching perspective at all, he's the most well-rounded tight end. So I don't see how any of these 49er players really make their projections. I guess maybe the quarterback because he handles the ball every time, but you can see them trying with Wilson, getting frustrated, or again, if they're behind. That's the narrative I'm going with Rams come out hot. We've seen that. Offense begin to pick up, and I think betters are chasing that. The totally seasoned stats, where I'm kind of looking at the progression of the Rams that won the last two games in a row. So I think that's where I'm be going in football again. You know, it's weird, but I'm a stat, I'm a stat guy, a data and stat sheet guy, right? There's no hiding that. But at the same time, I think it's important to remember that old adage. I believe it's Wayne Gretzky, right? We have a lot of Canadians up in the room. Want to go where the puck is heading, and not where it's been right so Stafford yeah they lost to Buffalo and looked pretty whack but they went out beating Atlanta team that now people are giving some respect to and then they beat an Arizona team that they just kind of smushed but when Stafford goes 249 and three he's probably starting to get things right all right boom, boom that'll do it for the blue chip section please rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod if you thought I did an okay job explaining any of that stuff even beyond tonight's game go and press that like button they really really really, like really do matter I don't think I could say the word really enough how much it matters right that's this is the world we're in and that's what it is so here's one more lesson before we go maybe this will earn it this is from the trading floor you can either be right or you can make money think about that lesson and kaboom all right we are crossing midfield right now with our penny stock section brought to you by jock market again these are the best value plays on the board from a cost per point view right cost per point perspective let's say using run the sims projections so there's a lot here always whenever you're talking about projections understand this one they're median two people use them absolutely so what does that mean if we disagree with them We need to adjust the difference, right? And and it sounds, maybe it sounds like overly intuitive, but it's true. Meaning, especially with quality programs like Run the Sims, they do a phenomenal job. Or if you're doing this stuff on your own, it's kind of simple math. The things at the heart of projection systems are the Vegas line team totals right so you could base you know projection systems are using those so if you think they're off that's the very first place that you can find edge and then number two pro- usage i really i actually these programs are so sharp i find that whenever i mess with usage i'm wrong so that's where they get the time right playing time knowing to assign a percent to a player here and there this is what matters right we want to give 30 percent target shade everybody that's just not how it works so that they do an excellent 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 job with one of the things you can correct are completion percentages to the pass catchers. That's a big one. A lot of times those are backwards looking, and if you think you've picked up on something, that's a little bit of edge. So team totals, completion percentage, are the dials you want to play with if you're trying to get different than the projections. Ooh, look what I look like I was doing. Let's get up into the medians here. Rate, review, and subscribe, people. This audio-only pod is starting to smoke. And no wonder why. All right, I'm going to walk you through it for the audio-only... Listeners, it's a couple quarterbacks. It's three running backs, five wideouts, and the best value tight end. Of course, there's only two quarterbacks on the slate. Garoppolo projected seventeen three salary ten K. Stafford projected eighteen point two salary ten point six. If you do the cost per point math, they're almost equal. I mean, first of all, I don't think Garoppolo gets there, and I absolutely think Stafford is the one that could exceed it. So the fact that they have extremely similar cost per point, absolutely get with Stafford Projection ownership was not out. I will put them out later. I'll get them on Twitter and take Pat and stuff. We'll get them out to everybody. I'm up crack of dawn. I ran this thing over and over right before I put the red light on. I actually re-upped it again. I was ready to run this late to give you the projections, but they're not out. What I did get you is the IPOs. Again, something no one else is doing. Jock market. I I really, I want this. I feel like this is the preeminent jock market show. And there's so much more to learn. <laughs> if you you follow us with Jack Morgan here, you're gonna end up being like, man, I think I might be able to make money in the real market. Now, obviously, right? That's what I come from there into here. That door swings both ways. One more lesson for you. Bing, bing, bing. Feathers sticking out the cap. IPO was Garoppolo 11 bucks thanks but no thanks absolutely Stafford man $13 expected IPO remember $25 is the top that means he's two to one to be the top player on the slate yeah probably sounds about right I don't want to get to 13 I really have trouble getting beyond 1250 right I'm always thinking these terms of the top potential I'm more of a cup guy we've seen him get there without Stafford but if you shoot down to the bottom gulp on that pricing let's do the running backs First, it's Wilson, Akers, and Henderson. Wilson projected for 16 at 8.2, the cost per point below 500, really as low as she's going on this board. The reason these numbers are going to be much different than the main slate is, of course, the sample. And then, more specifically, certain teams have very narrow, it's not necessarily target tree. We're talking about narrow touch tree. Ooh, touch tree. Narrow touch, you know. And the more the more narrow it is, the higher these prices are gonna be because they're all the snaps, right? All of the opportunities will be really concentrated at the very, very top. So IPO then should then be the leading factor for playing jock market. And I think narrative remains at the fore if you're playing showdown and DFS, where I'd be okay getting to Forty ers in jock market depending on the price, I'm not going with them in a showdown or in a tournament because I don't think they're going to rip the top off. In Jock Market, every player is viewed under an individual lens from P and L, profit, loss, green, and red. In DFS, these players are all inevitably tied to each other, right? like, like Frodo to the ring. Right? They're inevitably tied to each other. They're they symbiotic completely. Right, one must succeed with the other, and they're very. There's a story, right? That's how you get to the narrative. So, again, application, nuance, context and why this show. I feel like I hope it stands out. All right. So Wilson, the salary's a little bit high, but he is the touch guy, and you know he catches some balls. I just don't like that Debo eats eats off his plate. Acres ten point four seven K. The cost per point here is really high, however, because we've seen him been leaned on more as of late. It's very possible, right? He had 15 carries week two, 12 carries in week three. This is acres. Again, if we're looking at like trending, it's possible if you like the narrative that the Rams are ahead, he could be getting the ball late. So if you adjust that, right, his usage up goes the points and down comes the cost per point. In DraftKings, the price doesn't move. In jock market, it only moves if the market moves it. So you can see where like DraftKings, why you could do the math now, and Jock Market, you have to kind of know in your head where you're into it and then where you're gonna pull the plug. Akers at 631 IPO. I think that's a really good spot for him. Henderson, 476, if that's a case. Maybe as well, if they fall behind, he could be catch, he could catch the passes for them. And then oh, I guess that's it for the running backs. All right, so let's blaze through these wideouts now. It's Juwan Jennings. Now this one probably plays universally, and what I mean is, you can use the runback theory from DFS in jock market, right, if the price is there, and that's where Jenning, I think, really shines through, he only has a five-point projection, but he has a 2,000 salary, because he could go deep, you could easily beat that in one play, which is always something I like to keep an eye on, projections that are lower than a single play and I don't mean like an 80 yard touchdown but like a regular play so his cost per point at this projection is 408 347 IPO palatable across the board right cost per point even given that it might be a little bit low so let's shoot over to his utilization Juwan Jennings played half of the snaps he's run 56 routes 14% of the team target share 20% target per route run 12 yards per reception And I think that is probably where he has a chance to stick out. More than one-third of his targets are greater than 10 yards, right? So there's how you get to that easy five-point projection with one catch. And then if it's like two or three, because they've fallen behind, right? Narrative A, Rams ahead, fading the top of the 49ers, letting the crowd get on those projections, which we think are erroneous. Getting on the 149er we think is under projected. So that's pretty much as good as I could put it. I'm gonna be into the top end Rams and the bottom end Niners. Again, Cooper Cup blowing up everything. Here's one more lesson before we get out of this one. The most important lesson, understanding value, is cheap, does not necessarily equal value. It's a rate stat. So their expectations are tied to these things, and you could see it. The math is here. Cooper Cup, twenty-five and a half point projection, twelve thousand salary is four hundred and sixty-eight dollars per point. Jeff Wilson, for example, right, sixteen and a half at eight point two is four ninety-three cost per point. So Cooper Cup has a better return with these projections, and he could score forty. Right there, there it is. Right, don't, just don't be afraid to spend up. Because depending on your expectations, the value might be there. And then you could find more, right, in DFS, you could pair it with other value. In Jock Monkey, you don't have to pair it. Another advantage. To Debo Samuel, again, I'm off the 24-point projection. I'm not buying it. I can't get with the 10000 salary. Cost per point, over $500, $13 IPO. I just want nothing to do with it. And then it's Skournik. He's gotten a lot of use, actually. I know I wanted to mention that. Check it out, Ben Skournik here. 86% of the snaps, 13 targets so far. He's run 97 routes. So he's not targeted often per route. But they have him in these interesting usage. so he sneaks out of the backfield. You may see that. Again, the 49er front seven is so strong. You may see the Rams play a little cat and mouse, trying to draw him in, and then go over the top, not over, right, not over the total top, over the top of the seven, over the top of the front four, the scouring. So he's interesting because of the 4.4 salary, but he'd have to do better than the, you know, point projection to get there. To Brandon Ayuk, who I really like, but it just hasn't really happened. Garoppolo's been so whack where he may be viable again is the pricing here. If the IPO stays below nine and you like the Niners, I don't, but again, I'm not always right. I'm right all, I'm wrong all the time. In fact, if you saw my prop ticket yesterday, it's just my not all well dipped in red paint, Jesus. Um, but if that's your side, right? So if you're on the 49ers side, I think you've got to go I think you have to go to IU because I think if the 49ers get it done, it's on his back. Bring Ayuk 92 percent of snats, 19 targets, 24 percent of the team target share. 14 yards per reception. 38% of the team air yards. Nearly 60% of his targets are more than 10 yards. So that's a place that they're going to be looking if they end up down, right? So that could even work my narrative. My worry is the price. I, I $9 IPO is a little bit high for a player that I'm not like really, really into. Again, I'm kind of a cheapskate and trying to make my money on the bottom of the board unless I'm going for the tippy top, right? So a guy like Cooper Cup. IPO really makes it hard to be the best player in the game because it's only a 2-1 chance. That's very difficult. But if he ends up near that 12-13, where a lot of times top players do, that's where something I would get to. And then, of course, it wraps up with Tyler Higby. Probably important to look at him real quick. He is... Looking really good across the board here because the double-digit point projection, 5.2 salary with the low cost of point at 450, he's actually the lowest on the board besides Jennings. His IPO at 779, gotta like that because he can score and you know people are just a little more reticent to go to a tight end. They'd rather. Go with the more sexier picks, but 95% of snaps, 24 targets, 24% of the team target share is really, really good. 1.7 yards per route run, which is really good for a tight end. 11% of the team air yards, again for tight ends, really, really good. He's got 33 points on the air already, so you know Higby has been totally viable. And I don't want to say he's replaced it, but right now he appears to be the second option. On this pass game. I don't think it's going to last. We'll get up to that in a second. So, boom. I think that will do it for the value section. So, value is Stafford. and it sounds crazy, but the value is Stafford to Cup today. You know? And then trash underneath. That's what I believe. Running backs, it's probably Acres. Wide outs, I think I'm going to go all the way down to Jennings. And then maybe even Scournick tight ends Higby. the price has got to stay there i don't think that ipo is going to stay that low because i think people are kind of hip to it if you're playing showdown i think 5.2 is a smash right so there's where like price maybe in dfs price is value at some points because there's any kind of usage at a low price is a smash that 70 79 is an estimation for jock market and of course it could float up which i do expect it to so all right that should get us into the red zone Um, With the penny stocks and the cost analysis, I want to make sure I didn't leave anything out. No, I think we did an excellent job there, if you agree. Rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. And you know what? Um, Press that cartoon finger, man. Stick your thumb inside the big dude, because there's plenty of room. All right. (laughs) God, I'm going to get myself canceled. All right, yo. Let punch this ball in. I got a little prop for you. Let me go dig into my bag of tricks. Let's take a deep breath first. Hold on. All right, we are inside the red zone. It's time for the third pillar of profit yikes let's get back on track my prop ticket yesterday was gross i've been doing very well against the spread and probably no surprise now that we're you know using this really effective uh clv model if you're unfamiliar you can follow me on twitter and streamline you to patreon it's still free because they're kind of jerking me around which whatever it is what it it is what it is but if you're into tracking lines and getting in front of points man i'm not sure anybody's doing it better i i'm I'm willing to put that out there i'm willing to be held to that i've actually got a couple people on the run because they've been calling you out on it which i'm in dms you know slowly politely and we put up on 100 hit rate last week it's just what it is it's, a, it's really been cool we're using movements in the money line right so volume on the money line as a leading indicator from a cost analysis lens to see what lines will be moving and yeah we've been in front of a ton of stuff so that comes out every single day it, I think it's cool. You know, if you're into that stuff, I've been trying to make it as concise as possible. I know not everyone wants a novel. We go over what lines moved overnight, our expected moves, and then the review of the day before. So today there's no review because I don't have today's the first day, but that's what we're doing the whole week. Really great stuff. And even when we launch a Patreon, we're going $2 a week just to keep the lights on. Hat tip to Mr. Patrick Mayo for saying it was cool to pump that stuff. Again, when I ask him, some people say, no, 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 no. Pat's like, yeah, we're going to be helping people. And that's give you the kind of idea that this man is he's just he's a better like dude than businessman it's it's possible all right let's go and get some money up in the prop market I was alluding to it before without trying to sound like too much of a donkey but give me the opportunity give me the guy running snaps give me the talent give me the offense give me the bounce back give me Allen Robinson the third to go over 39 and a half yards minus 115 if you would have told me I mean even in the matchup that Allen Robinson will be posting forty-yard receiving props, a uh, quarter of the way through the season. I don't think I would have believed you after how high was on him coming in. You know, I—it's I, funny sometimes breaking these props is just what it is. Let's check it out. Yeah, San Francisco deal, like I said, has been very, very, very good. Right? They're yet to allow two hundred passing yards. I think that'll change because it was Fields, Geno, and Russ. They've yet to allow a running back to go over fifty-eight yards. I don't know if I have this one. I'm just going to check it I have that they've yet to allow a tight end go over 12 yards I don't even know if this is true no. I kind of, I'm like laughing at myself trying to find this thing I've I, I, I been making mistakes like yes that is true they faced Bears Hawks Broncos 0 for the Bears 11 receiving yards for Fant 12 yards for Albert O oh. where does that leave us wide receivers Lockett went 9 for 07 Sutton went 8 for 97 someone is eaten against the 49ers it's been in the secondary right again the front seven a lot better than the back seven and that's kind of resonated throughout those passing stats Though I do think the 49er defense is, is very good the pasty is good but I I think they're resting on the back of the front so if the Rams can be creative Get the ball out quick. That'll be the key. I think they're going to be leaning on the wideouts. Again, just trying to take advantage. Now, not the relative weakness of the 49ers. I'm not trying to pick on them. But it's an NFL game. NFL players. And I think it's the best competition the 49ers have had. I think the Rams are going to push them. I think eventually they break through. And I think this one gets away from the 49ers. I just, the offense just looks so so bad that when Jimmy has to press, he's so mistake prone. I think this Rams defense is better than we've seen, even though injured. And with Trent out in the front for an offensive side for San Francisco, I think that opens the door just enough for the Rams' run game, which is not very good, to get the three yards in the cloud of dust that they're going to need. But I think if they're going to get it done, they're just going to have to work Robinson. I mean, the utilization is there. I know people are holding your nose and you're really down on them, but Allen Robinson played 93% of the team's snaps. He's run 109 routes. The targets are not there. I know 12% of the team target share, 12, um, 11% target per route run. But it's 12.5 yards per reception. The yards per route might make you want to puke. But he is good for more than 7 yards per target. 15% of the team's air yards. One half of his targets are double-digit in depth. The formula is there. And the total is really low. I would not go be looking for this up in the 60s or the 70s. But 40 yards from a wideout who's going to have to be part of this game plan. The Rams are not going to be able to run. They're not going to be able to get it to Higby, and I don't know if they're going to be able to pull this weird, wacky Scournick from the backfield stuff, right? Because they're outmatched. Maybe Will Williams aside, it's a little more close. But I got the Rams here, and I think this one I'm going to be bucking the system on this one. I'm giving me eight Rob three, AR three. And 39 and a half receiving yards. And that will do it for the fastest show in NFL, absolutely anywhere, up against the 30 minute mark. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Hope you enjoyed it. You know, we got the enjoy this divisional game, be ready for it to turn into a slot fest. I've been finding I, I kind of like to play these narrative things. Like I said, you know, you get to a showdown and run one where the Rams kill the 49ers. And maybe you run one where the 49ers kind of kill the Rams, right? And the idea being in DFS, when you win, you want it to be big. That's why in JM, Jock Market, Prop Play, I'm going to be much more conservative and stick to the medians and the pricing than DFS where the price is already set. So you just kind of make combinations and let it run because of the variance. JM, we know it's variant, but you have to pay for that. So I'm just going to avoid paying premiums. I think that's the last lesson feather in the cap please rate review and subscribe on the way out if you thought i did a good job at all press the cartoon finger down below get up in the comment section i will do my absolute best to get at you follow me up on the bird app at j-o-h-n-l-a-g-h-e-z-z-a you can catch my patreon stuff if you want it's free right now just check it out the course model is dope we're still still doing some baseball f5 team totals and then player props of the, the we're still up for the season, you, even after this last weekend. But, I, th- I mean, there's only one direction to go from there, and that will do it, man. All right? Enjoy the game. Enjoy your day. And when we are done with the book, enjoy that pay. <sighs> Love you much, man. Your time is precious, and so is mine. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Peace.